Hey everybody, welcome to the First Youth Podcast. Today I got John Hodnett, the pastor of Adult Ministries at First Baptist Church of Percocet here with me to uh, just sit down and talk. Without any further introduction, here it is. How you doing? Very good. How you, are you, Kyle? Have you ever done anything like this? Never. No, me neither. No. Uh, interviews that we do around church. Yes, with Gabe yeah. on Thanksgiving. Um, or when he comes up into a class, but I've never done anything close to... Yeah. Messing with microphones and talking. Is this going around the world? Not right now. No. It's not live. No. I'm recording. <laughs> Did you want it to be? I thought it was live. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not live. So how are you and Sally doing with this with this um, pandemic? Well, she's abroad? not working, so And she's like a hairdresser. Like... Yeah. So it's been tough on her. Yeah. She looks at her work there as a ministry. Yeah. Because you know, <clears throat> It's these people are last years of their life, mm-hmm. and they're nothing really excites them anymore. You know, they've they've been down the road of yeah. life, and oh, so she's not just she's not like a hairdresser, like for anybody. At uh, she's all. at a nursing home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so she travels to, and what do they do? Book her? Does she call them? Uh, yeah, it's a regular salon there. Yeah, and and they make appointments. Oh, at one yeah. place. At one place. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so they come up and get their hair done. Yeah. And that's exciting for them. Yeah. And she's thinking, she hasn't been there in what eight weeks. Right. And some ladies are there every week. Yeah. To get their hair done. Yeah. And they get their perm every four weeks. Yep. So she's like, What are they doing? I know they they can't go out. Nobody can come in, so man, that's the sad part of this pandemic. Yeah. You know that that some people that she knows that were her customers have died there, oh. which is sad. So she, she didn't see them, them and then yeah. Oh wow! So, you know we had that crazy. somebody. I think it was talking to Mark Horn, and he had said that about our church, like Nancy Heckman and Nancy Her. Mm-hmm. Like he's you know these two Nancys had died, and I thought mm-hmm. that's true. They I don't know when the last time it was that I saw them, mm. and I'm just. This side of heaven, I'm just not going to see him again. I know, and that's yeah. I, I, I didn't. I, I haven't thought about that or processed that yet either. Yeah, yeah, and you know, somebody like Joan Campbell, whose mom's in the facility, and she can't go see her. Right. And then, like Bill saw Nancy maybe ten days before she died. Okay. But he used to go there every day. Right. For months. Right. So. This is weird. It's weird. I'm trying, it feels like it's right in front of my face, know, but if I right? focus on you, yeah, I feel it, I feel a little bit better. Okay. Like I just kind of get the microphone there and I'm just like, okay, this. forget this. <laughs> lucky for lucky for me, I get to see you. Yeah. Too bad for you, you got to look no, at me. No. We're, we're in the same boat. <laughs> uh, Man, yeah, yeah. I just bought some equipment today. Yeah, a microphone, and they yeah. said never tap on a microphone, yep. which I didn't know. I've been touching them, trying to get one of them to work like yeah. is this one but it's funny how it pops like that yeah that's what this is apparently pop this filter is. right yeah it's supposed yep. to be so that way i'm not going and it's yeah. really crashing the thing who knew man i just said to adam before this because you helped me set the microphones mm. up you know for like 10 years it was just i'm gonna go preach in the mezzanine and then tell you know yeah right. you probably shouldn't do drugs like right. that's not good you right, know it's right. a teens and then right and now it's <laughs> somebody just flipped the table on us it's Instant flippage. Right? Yeah. Oh man. Well, your job's changed a whole lot too. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. you were. I mean, what? You'd get out of the car, go into the house, and sit down. Go to a hospital. Right. Go to a nursing home. Go to a house. Yeah. It's that was like half of my job right there. It's like, hmm. 
Hmm. Now what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> said said calls. everybody. Yeah, right. Now what do I do? Um, seniors breakfast. Yeah, that was big. That that sounded like that took off quickly. Like yeah. that was great for them to be a part of that. I know. And um, so a little timeline here. Yeah. Trump spoke on was it the eleventh? It yep. was a Wednesday night. Yep. And I remember calling Chris and I was like. Should we have senior breakfast tomorrow? Oh, yeah. He said, yeah. We're of course. Um, and we were fine, praise the Lord. And then we had the deacons meeting that night, that yep. Thursday. Yep. Um, I think that was still in the conference room, wasn't it? Yes. We right? were also, we all packed into right. the conference room. Yeah. What were we thinking? <laughs> Which now, because you didn't know, because now you'd be like, you're crazy. You can't do that. But that, But... Then yeah. it was like, well, I mean, we're going to talk yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. There's like 25 of us in there, whatever it is. And then the week after that, remember, we were in um, the ministry center. Yeah. And somebody brought in cookies. <laughs> yep. And Ben was going to pass them around. And we said, put them down. So <laughs> and we were and we were all six feet apart, but yeah. we were still... But yeah. I, I don't remember where the order... Because there was no order yet. Stay at home or mm. um, yeah. no less few numbers. So yeah. disclaimer, it's yeah. not like they said no more than 10 and we were just blasting through that. They yeah. had said nothing. Yeah, We were trying to... Initially, it was stay <clears throat> six feet apart or give each other space. I think mm. that was the only thing they had said. Mm-hmm. No masks. No masks. There was that no. wasn't even discussed. No. I had, you know it's funny is I hadn't even heard about the mask thing mm. at that point. And if you look back on some of the timestamps of tweets and stuff mm. from these politicians, it was don't wear masks because right. some people immediately went to it and they said right. no 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 like it's not going to help you right don't right do I that. remember that yeah right it's like okay whoa confusing and then somebody had called out I was listening to another podcast mm. but somebody called out. Um, politicians they said well wait a minute if it doesn't help you because it doesn't help us but it helps doctors right what's the difference like right. if i'm around somebody who has it, then why are they wearing it and like <laughs> right. why shouldn't i wear a face shield? Right. it was like right. one of those like Ooh, uh-oh. oh i know i know that's a, that was a weird time crazy times i was at walmart this morning yeah i thought well i'll just return some clothing yeah and the lady said nope not taking returns on clothing it's like wow okay that makes sense what can you return uh, anything that's, um, well, like, like bottles and stuff, it's okay, oh, yeah. but just not, I guess, in or pervious surfaces that the germs will, yeah, attach so. to. They can wipe down a toy, yeah, they're not gonna yeah. wipe down a shirt and no, wash it, no, <laughs> although, yeah, that was sketchy to begin with, yeah, I get it. And then, um, so I was waiting in line, yeah, I thought, oh, great, there's only four people in the self checkout, yeah. But that was the tip of the iceberg. Yep. I turned around. I was like, oh, man. It was like clear back through the aisle. Yeah. I was probably number 12. Wow. Waiting. Yeah. And it's taken longer than it's taken longer than oh, ever yeah. to um, do anything. Yeah. That was the thing when Shauna, before all this, didn't like going to the <clears> store. <throat> I didn't like going to the store. And now it takes forever. I know. There's no quick runs. Uh, yeah. So it was a good 20 minutes in line. Um and then I thought, okay, was that worth it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you start re- you starting to rethink uh, all your purchases. Yeah, right. Like, do I really need that? Yeah, right. So yeah, we were my parents, and we were like, "Do we get coffee?" And I was like, Ugh. "Yeah." <laughs> Before yeah. it would have been, I just run to the store. Right. Now it's right, man. Have you been to Starbucks since this all unfolded? Uh, I in that one post I did, I drove up and sat. Oh yeah, that's right. 
in a line yeah. that went, and it was in the Quaker Town. One went around. Mm. I didn't realize it at the time, but it was the checkout line that went around their store and then back on that alleyway and went all the way to Burger King. Mm. And then past that, and and you had little st- spots people could get in and out of the bank in Burger King, and mm. um, yeah, I didn't make it. I sat for I sat for maybe ten fifteen minutes. I forget wow. what the, how much time it was, but yeah, he came back and he said, "No, the fourth car in front of you is the last one. We have to stop at like four o'clock sharp." Why? I don't know. I think that's their rules. Oh. I don't think that they. Okay. I don't. I, yeah, I can't make any statements, but I assume that they're not hurting for money. I doubt it because everybody's everybody's trying to do a little something normal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I can't imagine that it's that it's uh, yeah. that it was that kind of a decision. I think it was yeah. just um, I don't know if he wants yeah. us to look at him or whatever. I, I don't know. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. So John, you were for a lot of these kids though. This is this is the the event of their life. Do you remember anything <clears throat> like this in your oh, life? Never. I mean, nine eleven is the only thing that I can compare it to. Yeah. Um, where there was just an initial shock. Right. And then. Like now, things are kind of dying down as mm-hmm. far as the fear yeah. of getting the virus. But I remember those early days of nine eleven. It's like, whoa, yeah. And and maybe a week after it happened, there was a plane crash in New York. Okay, that it just landed in a neighborhood. Right, and it's like, whoa, it's happening again. And right, it was just yeah. That's the only thing I can compare it to, but. Even that was so localized. Right. You know, when you think of this, it's just, it's everywhere. Right. I mean, <clears throat> you look on Facebook and people all over the world are mm. affected by this. Yeah. And it's like, it's just unprecedented. I was, I was listening to a YouTuber and he said that mm. that's the difference in probably to anything else is there's a nurse in Germany mm. and there's me in Percy. And, and those... We we could talk about yeah I know what it feels like to this right. or you know what it feels kind of like this right. that yeah. that's never never I'm not sure I've ever been able to share never, that never driving never. is even different right because they drive mm. on a different side of the road or a different side of the car mm-hmm. and this is uh, and so driving here is even different like we got the autobahn I'm like well yeah. we got country roads with potholes yeah. so there's so many but this is everybody everywhere all over the world you know yeah. I assume uh, yeah. you know is yeah. is feeling this I'm on a, a website on Facebook um, called View From My Window. Okay. And you just post a picture from your window. and Love it. Um, people <laughs> from all over the world are posting. Right. And it's like... Was this happening before Corona? This started, it started um, after. in March. Love it. Yeah, somebody just started View From My it, Window. And there's like 68,000 people in this group so That's far. That's great. And um, everybody says, you know, where they're from. Yeah. And it's like, Whoa. And they're all they're having the same conversation, you know. Yeah. Stay safe. Yeah. Um, this lockdown is going on for too long and it's just Yeah. It's amazing. In in like, I don't know, a matter of days the world became equal. Yep. You know, rich, poor, yeah, black, white, yeah, male, female, uh, athletic, not athletic, everything is just yep. The same. It's like yeah, to me that the, it came down to like vulnerability. We all well, okay, so we're we're all vulnerable to this. Like Rudy Gobert got it in the NBA, mm-hmm. and I think you know part of that is uh, absolutely. I believe like media will hype up like oh an NBA player got it, and that's something to talk about for mm-hmm. them. But I think there's probably some part of the human psychology that's like, well, those meta humans or those superhumans, right? right? And then and and now they get it, and it's like oh. 
Well, then I could Tom get Tom Hanks, it. remember when he got yeah, it? Yeah, Tom Hanks yeah. and his wife. Like, oh my. Yeah, because that was a cross. It was like an, an, an athlete. Like, yeah. wow, okay, but they put themselves, that's a, you could, yeah. that's a physical connection there. Like Tom Hanks, like he's an actor and he, yeah. well, he was down in Australia, right? Wasn't he down in Australia? Yeah. He was down in Australia and yeah. this happened to him and he can't come back yet. It and was, like, he's beloved. Yeah. So that, yeah, that that was, um, yeah. yeah, NBA, you know, athletes, yeah. pro athletes to yeah. actors and everything else is. It was hard to process everything that was happening so quickly right. for me. It was like, right. whoa, we went from totally normal yeah. on March 10th yep. to March 11th. Mm-hmm. What is happening? So, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. It was a quick progression. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and they don't seem like it's going to be a quick back. I know. It can't be, though, right? I mean, because yeah. you're learning about it, and you have to react quickly, and then I, the other side is... Yeah, I got an email from our dentist talking about the precautions that they're mm-hmm. doing now, and one of the things is they said, you'll notice that in our waiting room, there's no more magazines and books. Wow, I didn't think about that. And I thought about that years ago. I was like, why would you have books, like, especially in a doctor's office? Yeah, that, you know, that sick got... people. Yep. It's like, why, why am I flipping through this magazine? <laughs> and I probably did like this. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> got to flip that page. Yeah, it's like... Great, and I gotta, you might yeah. have, but, if, but if at the time, if you had licked the page, yeah. you would have been like, that's disgusting. I know. <laughs> Health standards, man. And then I was in Walmart last month, and I was getting produce, Yep. and I couldn't get the bags open for okay. the produce. It's like... I used to just lick my fingers to get it. It's like, I can't. Not anymore. <laughs> and I had gloves on, too. <laughs> <laughs> and, I and they weren't rubber gloves. Nope. They were winter gloves. Like, I'm not taking these off. So. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. It's, oh. it's true, though. The, yeah. standards of, uh, the standards of health have gone way up. Mm. And, um, and just a spotlight on the things we used to do. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm not smart enough to say, you know, like... When we're coddling our our immune systems now, or we were he- we yeah. were going to be a, a generation that was healthier back then than it is now, or what? I, I don't mm. know, but I know um, you could you could certainly start to make some of those claims. But yeah, maybe maybe some of our habits were just filthy, right? Like, ah, eh, that was just filthy. Yeah, um, I had a good friend who said the Please Touch Museum is a vile place. Oh man, he's like, Please touch me, please touch, please, everybody touch oh. all the and kids too. Kids, run around and touch everything. I hope I'm not, like, killing their business. I don't think I'm that important. But, like, please touch. Run around, touch everything all the time. That's right. You know what I learned? Yeah. This is wild. I don't mean to step on you there. But, um, um, man, what is it? It's the um, SEPTA. Mm. We saw a sign. We had gone down to Philly, uh, Shauna and I, and just for the day to walk around. I had never been to Reading Terminal Market. Um, she had never either. And so we were like, oh, we'll walk around and get some food. And on the way back, we saw a sign, and it said, this SEPTA bus is cleaned once a month. Almost as if like it's trying to reassure us. I said, Shauna, let's put that, expand that out. That's twelve times a year. We're gonna clean this thing twelve times a year. Was this pre-virus? It was pre-virus. Oh my word! <laughs> twelve times a year. Oh, my word. How many stops do they make from people all over the place? Twelve times a year. Hey, don't worry, everybody, we got it. Twelve times that a year, we're gonna clean this thing. That does not reassure me. <laughs> that scares me. I would rather not see that sign and just assume they just- clean it. Right? Scrape that sign off. What are you talking about? Because, oh, right, because you and I are shocked by that because right. we sat there and thought, well, they probably cleaned it at least once right, a week. Right. Or at the end of the shift, they go down and wipe everything down. Ah, on a Saturday. 
It'll be somebody's shift. It's their turn. They don't want to do it, so they'll do it, you know, halfway. What kind of cleaning, right? Like, oh, that yeah, clean. like, that's clean. Goodbye. I got to go home. Oh, my word. Isn't that awful? John you, John, you were a teenager once. Yes. When were you a teenager? Can I ask you that? You offended by that? No. When were know. you a teenager? You're talking years? Like uh, yeah, what decade? years? What year? Decade? Okay, <clears throat> I became a teenager in 1973. Man, 1973. You were 13. Yeah. yeah. There you go. And born in 59. There you go. So 1973, you became a teenager. Yeah. And what were you looking forward to? Oh man, I, I know. just I just loved sports. Yeah. Sports was absolutely everything. Um, I don't have a very it didn't start out well with sports in my career. <laughs> what do you mean it didn't well, start out well? <laughs> in fifth grade, I decided to go out for baseball. Okay. And I think I was possibly the worst baseball player in Little League history <laughs> that I don't think I ever got a hit. And I was just so bad. So bad. What, how old are um, you saying here? Uh, that that was preteens. So okay, was okay, 11. okay. I thought you were saying thirteen, like John. No, like, good grief, no. Man. Well, it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> and then, <clears throat> so sixth grade, something magical happened where I could hit the ball, and I was strong, and I led the league in home runs that year. Wow! Look at you. Yeah, I had two in one game. Wow! Like, what? Crushing it. Um, and then seventh grade came along, and I. Grew more, and yeah. I was um, uncoordinated. Okay. So right, right, kind of worked against you. Back to fifth grade level <laughs> again, and that ended my baseball career. <laughs> you let home run. How disappointing! It was so bad. So I thought, all right, now what am I going to do? So yeah, I decided yeah. to go out for track. Yep. And I discovered that I was fast at there the quarter mile. Back in the day, it was yards, right? Not meters, right? Um, so wow, I, I don't know track. if anybody knows that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yards. Yep. Huh. Yeah, 440 yards. That was our, that was our, and the 880. Wow. Uh, yep. That was it. So uh, sorry. So you went out for the 40 yard? Is that what it was? Uh, 440. 440 yeah. yard. Yeah, 440 yard. Okay. And it was, it was once around the track yep. and it was run as fast as you can, turn as long burn. as you can. <laughs> and I the first time I did it, I just colored <clears> it. <throat> Something happened. Yeah. I had no idea if that was good or not. Right. Um, you just ran. Yeah. Then the next time I ran 60 seconds. Yeah. And the coach was like, well, that's really good. So I wound up in eighth grade being the fastest kid, Catholic kid in the city of Philadelphia. <laughs> wow. For the one one lap. For the one lap. Yeah, the 440. Yeah. So wow. that was my claim to fame. You were a sprinter. In sports. Yeah. Um, and long legs. Sure. Just eating and, up the ground. Yeah. And um, so then I thought, well, Maybe I'll try basketball. Maybe I'm pretty good at basketball. Were you good at basketball? <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> what was wrong with basketball? Uncoordinated well, again or what? Uncoordinated, yes. Yeah. Um, tall. Yeah. Very tall. Eighth grade, I was six foot tall. Okay. Um, but didn't understand the game fully. Yep. So yep. one time I'm under the basket. Our team is shooting a foul shot. Yep. And I get the rebound, and I should have put it right back up. Sure. But I went down to the other end of the court dribbling as fast as I can. <laughs> You got excited. I got so excited. The Poor worst job. part was the kid from the other team was chasing me down, trying to stop me. Enjoy it. So I didn't make it. So uh, <laughs> That's worse for that kid because he followed suit. No, he stopped me from making it. So He stopped you from scoring. Oh, Football, I 
tried that because I was so big, but yeah, I just couldn't get the hang of lowering the shoulder when I was running through the line. So I would right. run like straight, right, standing straight through the line. I would just get pummeled right, right. Here in my ribs. So <laughs> never mind. That wasn't a very good career either. Wow. But but track, I caught on to that even through high school. Yeah, and um, so that enjoyed. It. And, and the thing I loved about sports was getting to meet people, mm -hmm. you know, it just broke down walls. Right. So it was really cool. To right. That was an interview with a kid leaving March Madness, and that's what he was excited about. Mm. He'd said, you know, being with friends and going out to eat and uh, hanging out with his friends. He goes, that's what he's going to miss. He's like, just mm. hotel rooms and hanging out. He goes, yeah, I love the game, and, you know, mm -hmm. it's going to be great. He goes, I know I'm not an NBA star level guy. He goes, mm -hmm. but just being with people yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. Some of my best high school memories are just hanging out with guys, yeah. playing basketball. Yeah, I remember one time we were playing at the uh, 4th Street basketball courts in Lansdale, and we yeah. were just sweaty as could be, like, <laughs> wring out your shirt, yeah, sweaty. Yeah, good days. And uh, so we went to the 7-Eleven, and I still remember, you know, buying a two-liter two bottle of soda mm -hmm. and just chugging it and passing it around. It's like... <laughs> Like two even, liters soda. Yeah. Like it's not even, helping. No, we didn't even think of germs back then. No, you know, no, like, no. And we so. probably didn't know, well, we, but they, I'm sure society probably didn't know too much about soft drinks and the sugar content right. and, yes. you know, hydration and electrolytes yes. and on and on and on and on. It was two liters of orange crush, which probably wasn't. Which is a fantastic drink, by the way. Yes. So not two liters. But not two liters time. after a basketball game. <laughs> so. Yeah, so teenage years, that was, sports was just huge, yeah. huge, huge. Well, um, in the Catholic community, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it was intense. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was intense on the field. We didn't do a whole lot of preparation for it. Right. Like, there was no weightlifting back right. then. It was nope. just like. Are you good? Good. Yeah. You know, <laughs> does this uniform fit you? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, that's too bad. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we just had really good times with that. Mm. That was neat. Um, once in a while I would study <clears throat> and I still regret that to this day. So really this, yeah. this much longer Yeah, that you didn't, I didn't apply myself. That's, that's what it was. Sure. Yeah. I've yeah. thought about that. Yeah. College. Yeah. I knew, I, I, I knew I wasn't going to go, um, maybe it's because the immediacy of life and death, like I wasn't going to be a surgeon mm. or I wasn't going to be a welder. So um, some of it, you know, you're in ministry, some of it's, mm. it feels like an art. It's very hard to codify it and then get tested on it and mm -hmm. know that you're ready to do it. It's so much more person-to-person uh, -person relationship. Yeah. And so like getting a B to me was like, yeah, so like yeah. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So, yeah. but with a, if you're a surgeon, you don't get it right. You kill somebody that day. It's important, yeah. Right, yeah. but that but that doesn't mean that ours isn't, you know. Right. It, it's definitely, you know, it changes some people's lives if you say the wrong thing. There's, right. There's, there's a lot of weight on that because you could change a life trajectory. Eternal. So, yeah, I'm with you on too, that. Yeah. I'm with you on that, just applying your, myself. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and I just never, I, I never really got motivated by school. Right. I was always preoccupied with other stuff when I was in school. Yeah. And, you know, I wish I would have paid more attention. Mm. Um, but, yeah, what are you going to do? So, Not so going after, back. yeah, after um, 
Oh, in my senior year in high school, I decided, hey, I'm going to be an accountant because mm. I was pretty good at accounting. Okay, so numbers came to you. Yes. Okay. Um, but then, also in my senior year, we had a visit from a priest. Okay. It was a missionary priest. Okay. You remember where he's from? Uh, he, yeah, he was from the Columban Fathers Missionary Society, and he was stationed in the Philippines. Okay. And he showed us a video of their work over there. And the first time they came to our class, it was like our religion class, yeah. and um, it wasn't like I was like trying to keep my eyes open. I was so bored with <laughs> Who needs this? <laughs> but then a different priest came back later in the day, and something just clicked. It's like, wow, that's what I want to do. I want to give my life to that. Mm -hmm. um, but then that tension between being an accountant, making lots of money, or being a missionary priest, I struggled with that the rest of my senior year, mm. and I eventually came down on the side of an accountant. Mm -hmm. Well, the first year at Montgomery County Community College, I soon learned that, uh, no, no, this is not what I want to do. I do not want to be an accountant. I, I've had somebody else days. just tell me that same story. Really? Yeah, that they wanted to be involved in, and I assume it's accountant, but they wanted to be involved in numbers. Then they went and sat with somebody who did it all day and and radically yeah. changed their view. Oh, I know. It was a shocking yeah. reality. It's like, wow, this is... I mean, I admire people that can sit Oof. at a desk all day Oof. and look at numbers. Oof, yes. And get thrilled by that. Well, because in the beginning, it's you're learning something new, so of course it's exciting. Yeah. But then once that's gone and you're just living in it. Yeah. There's a lot There's a lot to... Uh, yeah. A dull... To, to you and I, because we're not in it, a dullness. Right. And maybe they find it exciting. I got a lot, I got a bunch of friends who are accountants and in numbers yeah. and underwriting mortgages and they're 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 but it's a job too. I'm sure there's days that are like, yeah. what am I doing? Oh yeah. Everybody yeah. does. But even but you didn't you didn't become an accountant. No. Um I had contacted that missionary priest about halfway through my freshman year. That very college. priest. Yeah. Wow. And I said I said, Is that opportunity still open to <laughs> Six no. months went by. Did yeah. it expire? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no more priests. Yeah, no more. We don't need any. Um, he said, sure. He said, said, what we'll do is we'll send you out to Nebraska, yeah. and you have to go through psychological testing. Really? And all that stuff. Yeah. Wow. Which, I mean, it was pretty intense. There was a psychiatrist there. And really? And had to take all these standardized tests, all the Rorschach tests. <laughs> yeah. I'm blown away. Yeah. It was, I, it was I, intense. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm floored because yeah. I really, I, I really thought it was. Oh, yeah. you want to? Okay, come on. Like yep. they're desperate for it, but they yep. put you through Rorschach yep. tests. Yep. So in Nebraska, of all places. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's where their uh, national headquarters was. Okay. So it was neat. I had never flown before. Okay. So I mean, my uh, buddy from Philadelphia, who was going to be a priest, we flew out together. Yeah. And just had a great time out there, and I still remember some of the questions. It was like. When you're sitting in a room, do you count the light bulbs in the room? What? Um, do you ever see little purple men in the corner? Yeah, these are like actual questions. And you that, remember them. Yeah. So that, so that, they were so bizarre. Because you didn't expect that walking no. in to be a priest. No. You see purple men in the room? Yeah. Do you want me to say yes? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's four of them. <laughs> that one's called Tinky Winky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you wanted to hear? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was just so 
It's just so bizarre. That's oh, and and do you avoid stepping on cracks on the sidewalk when you're walking down? Just... I guess they just want to know if you were like a neurotic freak yeah. that was going to like lose your. I shouldn't yeah. say freak, but weirdo. Yeah, like yeah. somebody's going to crack under a lot of pressure. Yep. Yeah, they really try to dig into who you were. Yeah, wow. And then you're sitting face to face with the psychiatrist going over the results and. <sighs> That was pretty intimidating. Oh, my goodness. Dr. Rizzo. He was... Dr. Rizzo. Yeah, still remember him. Look at you. Yeah. So that was back in 1978. Man. You're and, lucky um, you didn't get like a lobotomy or something like that. Know, there were right? some weird practices back then. I know. I'm not, I'm thinking about that the whole time you're talking like Rorschach tests. Stuff. Yeah. I don't think they use those inkblot things anymore. I don't know. Because they, 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 maybe they just didn't tell us anything, but... Yeah. Anyways. One of the ones we had to do was <clears throat> to look at... I still remember this. There was a picture of a kid right. looking at a violin. The violin was on the table. Okay. And he's just, he's he's kind of leaning like this and looking at it. And you're yeah. supposed to tell what you think went on. In that picture. I'll splice it together and Rorschach. say, sorry for my first time. <laughs> yeah. Rorschach tests happened. Maybe the Lord's protecting you. Oh, right, right. right. <laughs> so you went out to Minnesota. Yeah. This is your, this is, now you're getting trained up. Mm-hmm. They got you jet setting all over the place. Yeah. I had no clue that. Yeah. Um, you would think it would be local. Yeah. Right, yeah. That the Catholic Church has yeah. such an infrastructure and such for mm-hmm. um, priests and all that. If I wanted to be a priest in this area, I yep. would have gone to St. Charles Seminary in Philadelphia. Right. But since this was a special division of guys that want to be missionary priests... That changed things. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it was an excellent college, St. Thomas College, now it's a university. Okay. And we went there. You had to minor in philosophy. Okay. Um, and so for someone that wasn't gifted academically academically and didn't try very hard. Yeah. That was tough. that was a shock. Oh my word. That's such ethereal things. Oh my god. You goodness. have to apply yourself there and then apply yourself academically. Yeah. It's not yeah. just memorizing it facts. Was, no. Wow. That was way out of my comfort zone. For sure. Um, and then we would study the scriptures. Um we had to learn Latin. Okay. And that was really a neat thing. It was a neat oh, yeah. experience. Yeah. Learning Latin, I'd highly recommend that Like for anybody that's going to take their SATs. Really? Oh, my goodness. Because it gives you the root of words. Oh, yeah. So it increased your vocabulary yeah. exponentially. Yeah. Yep. Um, we had to take, you know, the basic English courses. There was one really cool English course that I took. It was where we studied the plays of Shakespeare, mm-hmm. and then we went to see the play. Right. And then we wrote a story about it. Right. Uh, that was really cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. I like that kind of learning. That's better than just sitting and listening and I know. moving on. Philosophy. That's, yeah. That's something that I'd li- I need to dig into is the philosophy of education and such. Because I've heard, I don't know how true it is or if it's rooted in any fact, but um, like they had a, like they designed schools where kids sit in rows because it's close to uh, assembly lines for factories. So mm-hmm. they needed you to get used to that, being next to somebody, and then the foreman was the guy in front telling you what to do. And so you had to learn to take instruction oh, wow. and then do your work in front of you. I so they set that. it up like that, which makes, makes me sense. question the the use of that now. Because right. most people aren't going into factories right. with an assembly line that's all robots. You know, Yeah, you would think now you know, there's a lot of cubicle mm-hmm. environments. Yep. Maybe that's the better template to have yeah or yeah. i'm you know I, yeah. I think of all the people around me that are going more towards 
They want to create their own business. Mm. They want to find out how to make money without sitting from nine to five. Mm. So there's there's got to be some sort of like Reagan is very interested in selling chicken eggs, making that money and using it, mm-hmm. uh, creating bands. She's on Instagram with Ray's bands, and she'll do these like little bandy bracelets, and she sells them. People are doing it to support her. They're not doing it because like everybody loves these bands, yeah. you know. But she sells them for a dollar because they're. Does she make them. She makes them. She's got a little plastic yeah. loom thing. She learns with this like crochet hook almost, and she snaps them together. Sometimes she'll be doing it with her fingers while we watch a movie or something. That's really cool. It is neat. Um, and I'm trying. I'm letting that go. Hmm. Like just, I need her to see if she applies herself. There's benefits to it. So this is crazy. But everything from splitting wood at her at her at her uh, my dad's place, or stacking or whatever, or helping out my mother with dishes, or whatever. She gets paid for little things, not much, but nominal amount. And then she used all that and bought herself a hamster. And it was like, wow. you know, with the tubes and everything, it was plus <clears throat> you know plus thirty dollars. So she had made all that. And it's hers. So I said, if you want it, it's yours. You know, I just want to help you think about it. I'm not going to say no. It's your money. And I want you to take ownership. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. I'm not a bad parent. I could say no. I'm not going to let her buy drugs or something. But, um, and it's neat because she learned that whole process from start to finish. She's never going to forget that. Wow. So I could have gone off and bought it for her and said, you got to take care of this thing. And we have. And it's, and it it, it Mm. just doesn't connect. Wow. It just doesn't That's connect. Really cool. Isn't that neat? That's A plus for parenting right there. Wow. <laughs> I'm winging it, man. <laughs> I said to uh, Dave Steins, he's got so many kids. I was yeah. like, well, you got to be like a specialist because he goes, no, you just, your mistakes times seven right. or eight. You know, right. <laughs> how many we have? That's a lot, man. I was, I was hoping there'd be something else. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. So you get trained um, up in Minnesota. Yes. You leave. Did you get through it? You're all done? I went for three years okay. out there. Um, I got, <clears throat> excuse me. I got a degree. In social work, yeah, because the priest said, if you don't go through with the priesthood, you're going to need something, something out of your education. So that was my background in that. Um, but at the end of my senior year, I I began thinking, boy, this isn't. I I don't really believe in what I'm teaching. Okay, it's like at the core, it just. Because I was I wasn't saved at the time, sure, and I was still struggling. Like, what is the with um, with themselves? Okay, I was just in constant turmoil. I couldn't escape myself, right, and my sinfulness, right. No matter how hard I tried, I mean, I was going to either chapel service yeah. or mass every day, right, for three years, right, and it didn't change my behavior. So you start. You saw the disconnect between I'm hearing all this and there's yeah. nothing changing in me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. There was just I. I was trying to improve myself because I knew, I knew since I was like five years old that there was something between me and God. Right. There was some kind of division. I think that's a I think that's a basic concept for most people. Yeah. Outside of the Christian lingo and stuff. Yeah. There's something. There's me. I'm doing I'm there's something I'm manifesting that's creating a, a disconnect for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I couldn't put my finger on it because I would go to confession yep. all the time. Yep. I'd read the Bible, I'd translate the Bible. I didn't understand the Bible. Right. Um you know, we we part of our ministry was to do good works. Hmm. And the more I did, I mean, I worked at a home for kids that were just like this close to going to jail. Yeah. Uh, you know, teenagers. 
um, helped handicapped people, visited people in nursing homes. Everything a good Everything. person yeah. would do. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with those things, obviously. No, no, but no, no, if you're no. trying to earn your way to heaven... It's not working. Right. And you could sense it. Yeah. That's that's fascinating. Yeah. I, you could sense this isn't doing it. I'm not cutting yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, wow. all right, so now what? So I thought, well, I don't want to live my life being a fake. I don't want to live yeah. a lie. So I told the priest I'm not going to continue. If I were to continue, I had three more years of training wow. that whoa, I had to whoa. do. And one of them was training overseas in a foreign country. <sighs> but I said... No, <clears throat> I said I can't. That's a pretty big. That's a pretty big watershed moment. You oh, got to yeah. go overseas and take this on. Yep. I and mean, that had to take a while. That wasn't like an overnight thing. Like for three years, you've been thinking about this, or yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. And then I said, it's just not working. Um, but God was seeking me all okay. that time. Yeah. My friend Mike from the high Catholic high school I went to, he got saved about a year. We just thought he had lost his mind. Like, you are <laughs> really crazy, Mike. Because yeah. you didn't have any other Protestant. No, no. Anything I, in my your life. world was Catholic. I just assumed everyone was Catholic, right? You know, and if and, you weren't, you'll get there someday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just assumed, right, that that was the truth. Um, but, yeah. but yeah. So then along comes Mike and says, John, you can't trust in your religion to get you to heaven. Right. Can't trust in what you're doing to get you to heaven. He said, you need a personal relationship with Christ. I was like, Mike, what are you talking about? What does that, that mean? That didn't even register. No. And you had read the Bible, you read yeah. it in Latin, you yeah. serve people, and you're like, yeah. a personal relationship. Yeah. And I prayed, prayed, and prayed, and prayed, but there was just nothing there. It was, mm. um, there was a great divide between me and God. Mm. And so Mike was pretty relentless. Like he didn't care if people liked him or not. Love it. And he just they're the best. Yeah. It's like okay. He was coming for you. Yeah. So so I was so glad when because uh, this was in the summertime that he would witness and then he'd go back to college and I'd go back to college. And I'm yep. like, good, I don't have to see him. <laughs> Get a break. Well, nothing, no social media. So yep. I didn't have to see him. But his his Thoughts, his words haunted me. And I couldn't they get away there. from the gospel. That's interesting. And so, when you know, the Lord directs somebody who knows who it was yeah. to come to the Catholic college yeah. and to stand right in the courtyard and present the gospel. There you go. And it's like, oh man, it's the same thing Mike was saying. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. Where are you people coming from? Yes. And I remember there was maybe 15 of us standing around this guy, and we were heckling him. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There was a Christian seminary right across the street from the Catholic uh, college, and I think that's where he came from, which was a pretty bold move. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes. So then here, fast forward to my, which would be my junior year, my second year out there, Well, as you can tell, the microphones cut out right then and there during our talk uh, because this is my first time using GarageBand and recording anything. So we'll have a part two coming up soon with John Hodnett as he uh, tells the rest of his story about how he got saved and uh, just what life's all about. So we'll see you again soon.